0: is the first time that we've recorded that i have not gotten a charge on God. my apple card at the beginning Look of at the God. episode so i might be able to make rent <laughs> next month or we're just gonna cross our fingers and won't he hope. do it
1: won't he do it
0: <laughs> yo 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 it's, it's you I still really hate do. that don't you i really Even do with the i come all the way up here swipe down i do the nope. anime guns Nope, nope. you know no nope. no uh my name's victor I am a student pastor at a local church in North and Carolina. My name is Reagan
1: Jones, and I'm also a student pastor in North Carolina. And welcome to Sanctified-ish, where we are just two pastors in our mid twenties, just having conversations about we, how we know absolutely nothing, um, and that is the general premise. Literally, literally, literally. literally. Um, <laughs> welcome to our struggle. And this is one of my this is one of my favorite topics. Um, Today we're tackling it, it is, is it? it is strangely enough because um, today we're tackling loneliness and a couple weeks ago when we were when we were prepping for this yeah. podcast um, Victor had the great idea he was like hey why don't we just call this like I'm not lonely you're lonely. And we were, we were divvying up, It's was like, okay, it's a defense, a, it's a defense mechanism. mechanism, but okay. he was like, okay, we're going to divvy up, like, who wants to own which episode, like, who wants to run with it, and he's like, hey, you know what, man, you own that one, you you got it, you got it covered, you seem lonely, you sleep in a twin bed, like, clearly, <laughs> clearly this is for you. There's a lot There's of a lot. issues
0: with you sleeping no, in a twin bed. No, there isn't, we're going to okay.
1: normalize it. Um, we're, okay, that's We're fine. normalizing that's fine. it. There's others like that. If you also, sounds weird, but if you also sleep like a twin bed, respect. Um, and unless you're in a college dorm, you should. Well, okay, come on. hold up. Context come on. for the twin bed. I bought it for seminary housing when I lived in a seven by seven apartment. And then I moved out of seminary housing. And now Dang. like, I can't afford other things. So I have to like, I have to buy a couch before I can circle back around to the bed. <sighs> Bro, you have two couches. No, you no, have no, 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 no. no. I finally bought I a couch. I got a free okay. couch from a friend that has stains on it. There's a difference. There's, there's a difference. Hey, stained couches are the most Look, comfortable. We That's were all stained couches before Jesus. He washed those stains. <laughs> before Jesus. But then God stepped down from heaven. He washed my stains. <laughs> he sprayed some bleach on them. <laughs> In Jesus' name. <laughs> and he said, your stains yeah. are no oh more. My God. The, the scary part is like, I don't <laughs> no, know what preach, the stains no, are on preach. that couch, but we're just going to like, by faith, by faith, um, take a no, UV scared. on them. I'm scared. Um, so with that loneliness, <laughs> welcome.
0: Um, <laughs> loneliness, man, uh, kind of a heavy topic to be honest, coming off of our last episode on burnout. Yeah. Um, why do you think it's such an important thing to talk about? I guess.
1: Um, honestly, I think there, if we're talking specifically for like people in the mid twenties, this is the underlying thing that a lot of us feel that none of us really want to talk about, um, that I think, I know I feel this as a, as a person on staff at a church with majority families, like no one looks like me. I say, I'm single, I'm 25 years old, I live by myself, I sleep on a twin bed. There are some lonely nights where Marvin's room is played and I'm staring up at my ceiling. Like, and this is (laughs) is also not just like romantic loneliness. This is just like life loneliness. And do people know me? Am I known by like, my family lives three, four hours away. Like I love my family, they're awesome. But I'm like, they're not in my day-to-day physical life. So it's like, there's a legit loneliness that I think single people feel but i want to but what i want to hit on is like you and i have talked about this there's a loneliness that exists in marriage too that we think that marriage is like the cure yeah. to loneliness that oh if i therefore get married now i won't ever be sad and alone and like but there's a different level right. to loneliness when it comes to marriage also
0: yeah it's, it's really interesting i i feel like you know, we we say we say these phrases all the time, but just yeah. don't believe them, right? You get married, oh, and like you're, you'll stop looking at other girls, or like oh, you get married, and you know it just fixes the stuff, and it's it, marriage isn't the cure to sin. <laughs> it's like if it was, Paul wouldn't say celibacy is good. Come on, right? Man. Like if marriage was the cure to all of these things, then yeah, everyone should aspire to get married, but that's not what Paul says, and. And so I think the same concept applies to loneliness. I think I heard the phrase somewhere broken, lonely people who are single become broken, lonely people who get married. Um, and, and so there is definitely a, an extent of loneliness that exists as a young pastor who's married as well. The loneliness might look yeah. different, but it, doesn't yeah. fix it you know what i mean like i still battle the same mental loneliness and the same you know things that i did when i was single and marriage wasn't the cure
1: yeah. and i think like that's like it's an easy thing to like say like oh yeah you shrugged that as like a single person like but to actually have married friends like i'm older than victor wiser than victor um but vix uh they <laughs>
0: I'm I'm Timothy, yeah. right? And you know, don't look down on me because I'm of young. Course. All right. I'm I'm a whole lot just, just because
1: he's got the beard and the ring doesn't mean he's older. Um but
0: Do I, I don't even have my ring on. I shame I took on it took it off.
1: Hold on. Shame on you. Now you're married. Now that you put the <laughs> ring on, now you're married.
0: It's ca- I, bro, I'm not lonely
1: anymore. <laughs> but it's like Holy cow bro, it fixed it. It legitimately it took me having married friends for me to realize that married people are just as lonely, if not more lonely than single people. Cause marriage is supposed to be the place where like you're known intimately. And like to not yeah. have that be fulfilled at all times, that's a probably a worse loneliness. Cause I'm I'm Jay chilling with a body pillow. Like you're you have <laughs> you have a spouse who like said I do to love you to better yeah. or for worse, and like that's a sinful person that's ultimately not going to be a hundred percent perfect. So I'm like, yeah. the thing that shocked me the most is when like, when you told me there had been a couple of days when you hadn't seen your wife. And I'm like, like, not like she was on vacation. Like just you guys like ships in the right. night, you're just bypassing. And I'm like, that blew my mind that you can be married to somebody yeah. and live in the same house as somebody and still feel like emotionally lonely. Sleep yeah, in the same and, like, bed. Physically lonely. It's like, it's, it's crazy to think yeah.
0: about. Yeah. It, there. I, I think there's something to, especially when you bring ministry into this, because the concept of being married and lonely or being single and lonely is not confined to whether or not you are a pastor in church. Right. But I think it adds a layer of complexity because there are things that happen at church. And like, I don't know the, the, a lot of the theology or relational advice when it comes to this. So if you have it, let me know in a nice (laughs) way. Um, But it's like, when I have a, when I have a student struggling with some really serious mental health stuff to the extent of suicide, how do I let my wife wife into that? Like, Like, I don't want the burden of that, that I've, that, that, that I'm feeling to transition to her right so so now i feel like to steward her well i almost have to keep this from her right but in keeping this from her i feel the loneliness or the isolation of it as if i have to fight it alone and like that's just being real that's that's a very real struggle that i don't know how to navigate as a husband we're coming on two years of being married so i have have it it all figured figured out
1: yeah you're fine (laughs) you're fine
0: (laughs) right but it's like that's a very real thing and those moments in ministry are when i feel lonely in marriage because i don't know what i'm allowed to talk about and not in like a rule breaking way but just in a man how do i steward steward her the best how do i care and love her the best if she had a stressful day the last thing that i want to tell her is something spiritually weighty that i've been dealing with right now if it was my own personal thing sin mental that's totally different
1: that's actually wrong Um, on you for not to shit like that's like that's your relationship yeah right yeah. So,
0: yeah, it's just a, I mean, that's more in the ministry side of things. Before I was married, I struggled with depression, seasonal depression, um, very self-deprecating dep- in a lot of ways. And I went through a pretty, pretty deep one year bout of depression centered around loneliness. And there are moments in my marriage where You know, she might unintentionally do something or say something that triggers something that I had experienced back in my, you know, senior year of high school that makes me start thinking those self deprecating thoughts again, start making me double guess myself, start bringing back a lot of those lonely emotions that I battled with years ago. And then all of a sudden I'm like deep in the pits of loneliness and it wasn't like it wasn't even intentional it's just something that like happened out of nowhere and i don't really know how to respond mm-hmm. to it um and so i don't know that's been some of my experience with the loneliness in the married realm um i'm sure some of those concepts translate to the loneliness that that you may be experiencing but i'm almost certain there are some differences as well
1: yeah and i think um th- th- there there always is because i don't think there the emotion and the feeling that you feel is the same, whether you're single, married, have a lot of friends, have one friend. It's like the emotion is the same. The context in which you deal with it, that's what changes. Um, and so I don't yeah. have to worry about like, hey, what am I sharing? What am I not sharing? Like uh, my mom and my dad, like they, they actually did that too. My dad was also a pastor. And so he would come home and it's like, okay, these 10 people, like this happened at church do I wanna tell my wife? Do I not wanna tell my wife? How much do I tell? Like That stuff's very real and that stuff's not just ministry stuff too. Yeah. That's just like, that's what it means to be married. Um, it's like, how do you become fully known when you don't? When you can't reveal 100% of yourself and 100% of your thoughts? Um, for me, the biggest thing that I struggle with is like, I think there's a very big difference between being alone and being lonely. And so there have that's been good. times in my life where I have not been alone but I have felt very lonely and there have also been times in my life where like, man, like I'm very alone and I, there's there's not that many people around me, but I'm not lonely and I'm not the, so like the, being yeah. alone is the feeling of people. It's the presence. Being lonely is just like that, 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 that emotional pit you kind of feel. Um, and man, honestly, so like just even like, Story for me: the last two years, coming out of COVID, I've lived in a studio apartment by myself because it was COVID, and I couldn't find any of my roommates. And most of my friends are married anyway. Welcome to working in ministry. Um,
0: I offered. I offered. I, I didn't want to. He just was. I didn't want to be
1: a third. Surprisingly, um, I was like,
0: "Make yeah. things exciting."
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, it wasn't super appetizing. <laughs> Um, but I've like, in already an isolating time, I have felt very isolated living by myself, also working at like a predominantly family campus where like no one looks like me or has the same like life experiences that I do. So in a place that I'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. fully known in a church, it's also sort of isolating just by the life experience that I'm in. Um, yeah. And bro, I'm not going to lie. Like there's been. A lot of days where I'm like, I hate this. This sucks. I don't want to get out of bed. Um, and you idolize and you mourn the things that you lost, and you put on you put a pedestal on things like marriage, or you put on a pedestal of things like, man, if I was just at a place that was like surrounded by other 25 year olds, then that would fill everything. And that's just not the yeah. case. Yeah. Um, because I think what your experience is like, man. You get lo- you get married, that loneliness is still there. Like you can be surrounded by the best young adult group in the world and the loneliness is still there. Um, and so what I've seen at least over the last two years, um, is that dude, Jesus has like met me in my loneliness. Um, that there's, when we say that God has experienced everything that we have experienced, loneliness is a part of that. Um, because yeah. I, I think we forget this. The Father turned his gaze away from Jesus on the cross. Jesus was alone, alone. Hmm. And so like, he experienced absolute and utter isolation. And yeah, more so, more so than, than we ever, ever will, because like the Father hasn't turned his gaze away from us. Like yeah. he is actually drawn near to us. And so Jesus probably has experienced what we have times 10. Um, and yeah. that that's, that's at least the redemptive thing that I've seen that I'm like, man, in those times where I'm like, man, I'm coming home and bro, it's just me and God in an empty apartment. Um, I've actually, I've wrestled with the frustrations of that, but I've also seen God draw himself near to me and be like, hey, like I'm here. And am I enough for you? And yeah. can you be satisfied if it's just me and you? Um, and that's also not an excuse to exclude community <laughs> yeah, that, either. Like that, that's, that's not what that means. Like that, that's taking right. it to an extreme where it's like right. it's just me and God in the woods. Like if you do that, <laughs> and yeah, that's, it. <laughs> that's that's not what that means. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think there's this unfortunate misconception across the church. Right that's Lots lots of people this is rhetoric that I hear A lot at seminary because right people Get married they're you know at Orientation at seminary and then You know a- after their first semester They'll have twins and they'll have like 14 <laughs> Kids all, and that's Just, that's just what happens Boaz. right <laughs>
1: <laughs> Boaz Je- and
0: Jedediah. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar yeah. Which is the worst name ever But I, little Nebby <laughs> um but the rhetoric that i hear married people use especially at seminary people aspiring to go into ministry people who are in ministry is man when i got married this probably isn't the phrase they use but this is what it this is what it means i unlocked this special understanding of what love actually is right like like the rhetoric that is used is that man i just didn't understand christ's love for the church before i got married oh right and i just want to to respectfully tell those people to shut up up. because Because there is nowhere in scripture in fact scripture i would argue says the opposite right paul says if you can remain celibate do it right because it is better for you and for ministry. But the rhetoric that, that implies that married people unlock a special understanding of God's love is absolutely ridiculous. There is an absolutely no way that I have a deeper understanding of God's love because of my yeah. marriage than any single person. In fact, you want, I mean, you want to look at statistics, missionaries overseas, Bro. they're primarily single and women. It's, and those are the most godly they people on the face it. of the earth. They crush it.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. There's no single men on the field. It's like majority single women. Honestly,
0: it's majority single women, and those those girls are killing it yeah. in in the game. And so, I I as a married person cannot say that I have some special revelation from God for a better understanding of His love than single people. It's just it's just well, ridiculous. And I think that's a misconception that has unfortunately started running like crazy. And I mean, Reagan, for you as a single dude, like has that influenced your thought? Like, has that played any <laughs> role into like your loneliness? Because I know like our church has talked about it quite a bit. Um, but I'm curious to know because I just feel like that's it's just so wrong in so many it,
1: ways. It doesn't affect that's not what I think, but I think there is a subconscious thought within people of the church of like, if you are not married, you cannot pastor. Um, And it's like, if you are not married, oh, if you are not good. married and kids, you cannot pastor my child. Um, Because how, how would... You, yep. If you don't have a student yeah, my how, age... How would yep. you know how to deal with my marital conflict? Bro, you're not married. How would you know how to raise my fifth... like? You don't have a fifth grader. And I'm like, "No, I don't. I have the same Holy Spirit and Bible that you do. That's that's it. I know TikTok dances, Fortnite, yeah. and the Bible. Like those those are my resources. It's the, it's the Trinity. Trinity. Um <laughs> but like there is like dude, I, I feel that. Um because walking yeah. it it does feel like a second class of like Matt, you'll get there one day. Um, and that really only happens in the church because the, the, the culture, the flip of that is like, uh, you shouldn't get married until you're 30 or 35, until you have career, like it's later married. And I, I went to a Christian mm-hmm. college, and so like one of my good buddies, he got married right after college, graduated. And that's what everybody at Wheaton did. It was the ring by spring, like half the people in the school got married. <laughs> um and so what was very normal in the Christian sphere I went into church life where everybody was already married he went into the banking industry and nobody was married so he was the mm. weird 22 year old that was married with a wife and they're like bro like what do you what do we do with you like we're trying to go out and have drinks yeah. like you're going yeah, like, home like what, what, what do we what yeah. do we do here so like we have distorted. It's like a funhouse mirror. It's like whatever you look through it isn't what it actually is. It's changed so much by yeah. how you look at it, um, and it, it, you feel it, man. You have to honestly like look at like what is the purpose of marriage in the Bible? Um, the purpose mm-hmm. of marriage is not to satisfy you. It's not to satisfy you. It's not to Ooh, satisfy you. It's not to satisfy you. That doesn't mean there isn't joy that doesn't mean there isn't happiness in a marriage and we shouldn't pursue healthy marriages. The purpose of marriage is not to satisfy you. It's to sanctify you. And it is a gift that God will use to sanctify you, to make you look more like him, but he will also sanctify you and give you good gifts. If you are not married, because his goal is not to get you married. His goal is to sanctify you. And he will, he will get you to that point, whether he gives you a spouse or he doesn't. Because I am no less sanctified yep. because I don't have a spouse than Victor is because he does have a spouse. Um. Slow down, <laughs> slow down. Okay,
0: there's there's lots of factors that Sometimes. go into this. Sometimes, All right? <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> like how can you even talk about marriage? Shoot, you no, know, I, I can't. Um, <laughs> I have there's so much to unpack here. Like now that my yeah. mind's kind of racing and and running with this, I I'm really curious to know. Especially, man, especially within, I don't know if it's just Christian culture or seminary culture, how has the, like, when we look at the culture of the world, I will use America, right? We're moving towards this post-Christian, all-inclusive, you know, you do you, you be you, you find your own identity, you be whoever you want, because that's how you were born, type culture, and they're the the thing that they're preaching is that you can deal with your loneliness however you see fit right whether that be one night stands whether that be you know i mean you look at the lgbtq community and you just see like people are dealing with their loneliness in crazy ways how do you feel like the world is moving towards dealing with loneliness where have they gone crazy wrong right and and kind of succumb to this culturalism but i feel like there's a lot of things that the world is pushing that they're doing a little bit better than the church because i think there are some things where it's like man the world is saying you don't have to get married to be happy and i don't disagree with that Now they're saying a whole lot of other crap, but I don't necessarily disagree with that statement. I don't think that's what the church at large in America is saying. It's the the Um, the, the culture is
1: saying you can find happiness on your own terms, and so that that's the thing that I I would push back on. The Bible pushes back on like
0: one hundred percent. That only
1: leads to a path of destruction. But I
0: think they would say you could find joy on your own terms. Absolutely,
1: but but they do a very good job of saying like what is true for you is true for you. So you do that. And what's true for me is true for me. Yeah. And so in essence, like that gets rid of the pushing marriage on people that the church does that I'm like, that's super healthy. Like, I don't necessarily agree that like truth is not, there's not a thousand different truths. There's one truth by the very definition of truth. That's why Jesus says that I am the way, the truth and the life. He didn't say a truth. He said the truth. And so that's something that culture is doing very well, but the church, on the other hand, is like, man, hey, I can't tell you how many people have come up to me that have been like, you know, I, I have a great granddaughter that you would just love. And I'm like, I don't know you. Let me let yeah. me set you up. I'm let like, me set you just up. Just because she loves Jesus <laughs> and I love Jesus doesn't mean we need to love Jesus together. It.
0: I have a great granddaughter. She's 47. Yeah. <laughs> You'll love her. Yeah,
1: but it's like... <laughs> There's, a, there's also the assumption that I'm like, okay, in the church, you're single, you're alone, you're by yourself, let me help you. And I'm like, that's. Yeah, your singleness
0: is not right? okay. And it's like,
1: sometimes it comes from a very genuine, good heart posture and like, that that's great, that's awesome. But there is the underlying belly of like, oh no, we need to get you to a certain point. And if we needed that, then Jesus would yeah. have had a spouse. Um, Paul didn't have a spouse. Like there's many people in the Bible that were never married. Um, yeah. and so it's not sufficient for godliness it isn't sufficient it's a gift right it is simply a gift yeah. nothing more nothing less um, and I think the culture does a better job of like they can't define what marriage is but I think they right. hold it looser and don't force it on people where the church we know what marriage is and the biblical standpoint but we have distorted it to the point of like this is the ultimate thing that will satisfy you, and you have to. So like, are we any better than the culture? Because we're, I think we're distorting marriage in a similar right. way that the culture is distorting marriage. Just yeah, just opposite. Yeah, it's it's a flip, it's yeah. a it's a flip flop, hundred percent.
0: And that's where I'm like, man, my mind just starts racing. Um, I I do want to kind of dispel this marriage myth that i think has spawned in the church and it's that when you get married you can't do anything or you don't have any time for anything i do think there is i do think there's an added layer of complexity obviously when you begin to live and do life with someone as closely as your spouse um, and that life only becomes more complex and more difficult to when you start adding kids into the equation. Right. And it's a whole nother conversation on if Christians should have kids. Very fascinating <laughs> conversation. But we won't dive into that today. Um, but I will I will be the first one to admit and I'm not perfect. But last night I went to a party and I was there till and I did not I was invited to that same home. party and I didn't go. <laughs> and he didn't come <laughs> yeah. And it's like I, It's 1106 at yeah. night My, That door Right there She's asleep And it's like There There Is this And it's almost an excuse That married people use To not be in community Um, But The myth that Your time just goes away or the excuse that married people use to say, I just can't, I just don't have time for that. And and like I said, there are legitimate things So yeah, you probably won't have time for things. But that becomes an issue when you say, man, I just don't have time to serve. I just don't have time to go to small group or to be plugged into my community or my local body. I just don't have time to read my Bible in the morning because, you know, we got to get the kids to school. When that begins to be the excuse that pulls you away from Jesus, we have a totally different conversation. Well,
1: the, the time when you get married, it doesn't go away, but it becomes reorganized and reprioritized. So it's like you don't get rid of it completely. But also at the same time, if you're hanging out with your boys or your girls, the same amount that you did as a single person and you're neglecting your spouse, that's not a good stewardship of your time. There's a problem. There's a problem. Like your spouse, your family, that comes first. But if you get rid of this completely, which most married people do, it's a reprioritization. It isn't throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Um, Cause like, yeah. like you just said, like my three best friends here in Raleigh, all of them are married. And all of the like, one of them yeah. I hang out every single Thursday morning, and we get and we get coffee. And I'm like, he's he hangs out with me more than my single friends do down here. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, honestly. And
0: and they're just they're just this excuse comes up, and you know, I mean, you dive into the whole concept of man relationships becoming an idol, and you want to talk about loneliness. Be in a relationship, put that relationship on an idol, have that relationship crumble, and then experience that loneliness because that will cripple you. I had a almost a year long relationship when I was in college, and that was my idol. That was the thing that I put all my eggs in that basket. That was that was I was ride or die, right? And it came tumbling down, and I was six months of who the heck am I? Like why am I here? What am I doing? I'm lonely. No yeah. one to turn to, no one to go like that was that was the darkest time of my life. And it was simply because I had idol- I had put something up on the pedestal that never deserved to be there in the first place. Yeah. A lot of times that's where it's not always where loneliness spawns because I do think that was a result of sin. I think you people can experience loneliness not as a result yeah. of sin. But that loneliness was dark yeah.
1: loneliness. <laughs>
0: And it's because I put the relationship where God was supposed to go.
1: I, I think there's a flip side of this too. where like, hopefully like we're what 30 minutes into this podcast. Like hopefully you guys, like if you are feeling lonely, hopefully you can sympathize and empathize. Like we, we've been there. We are there. We feel this, like it's a real thing. The flip side of this is I think you can idolize, like maybe idolize is the wrong word, but you can get so comfortable in loneliness. This is what I struggled with. Ooh. Like,
0: Ooh, idolize is the right word, I think. You get so
1: comfortable with where you're at that if God wants to move you to the next thing and the same way that, like, you can idolize marriage and be like, this is the thing that I want because I want it. When you find yourself in loneliness, oddly enough, it's like, this is the thing that I want and I'm gonna stay here and God may be trying to move you to something else. He may be trying to turn the page and I'm like, like, a a couple years ago, I was like, I was struggling with, like, loneliness. I was just in a pit. I couldn't get out of it. And like my mom ended up calling me was like, Hey, like God is trying to turn the page and you're not letting him. And like there, there's a <laughs> lot left written in your story and you're stuck on a really hard page and he's trying to turn it. And so I think, I think there's like a flip side of this where it's like, like it may be really tragic of how you got there, but it's not God's desire for you to stay there. Um, and mm-hmm. like he may be trying to turn that page and for some of you in the same way we have to hold marriage loosely you have to hold your loneliness loosely too that it's like if God wants to move yeah. me on from this that's okay but like we hold our loneliness yeah. I think just as tight as we do marriage yeah
0: I think that's really good um, so where is the sanctification in all of this right Loneliness sucks. It's, it's 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 probably especially in ministry. One of I mean, it's loneliness. It's yeah. isolating, right? How do we look more like Jesus as a result of battling and sitting in and dealing with loneliness?
1: Um, I once heard somebody say that you never know that Jesus is all you ha- all you need until he's all you have. Um, and mm-hmm. so if you get to the point. It's really a battle with self-sufficiency. Um, if you get to the point where it's like, man, I, I really am lonely and all I kind of feel like I have is Jesus, um, that's where you, it becomes abundantly clear that all I need is Jesus. Um, like again, yeah. it sounds very socially self-deprecating, but I've been alone in a studio apartment <laughs> for two years. <laughs> <And it's, laughs> like I haven't been writing on the walls, I haven't been talking to myself, but like I have seen Jesus is all that I've had. And in that I have seen that he's all that I need. Um, and so one day, like, yeah. Lord willing, if there is a, a, a woman and a wife and kids that comes, praise God, Jesus is still all that I need. Um, and if I'm meant to sleep on this twin bed and stay in this that's apartment good. for the next 60 years, God help me if that's true. Um, he's He's still... I can promise you I'll, that you will
0: be in <laughs> sin if in 60 years you're sleeping on that Bro, twin bed.
1: I'll at least like upgrade at some point. I'll get like the extra long twin bed. Um, <laughs> you're going to see me in the retirement home with like my army of twin beds and just. I'm going to
0: sponsor you. Never mind. I was going to, we'll, I was going to make We'll be joke. sponsored by know.
1: Mattress Firm for this podcast. Yeah. That's what I'm
0: saying. It was sponsored by Mattress Firm and freaking Reagan's Praise twin God. bed.
1: Um, <laughs> but like he's huh, that, that's where the that's sanctification good, comes it's like god is trying to remind you over yeah. and over that he's all that you need and so i've seen that in i hate when christians say it's a season of singleness like it's uh,
0: it's just yeah, like it's, winter but spring is it's not a winter
1: because marriage isn't promised and so singleness yeah. isn't a season um Singleness is where you are and you're to be faithful to steward what you have. And if he has you in marriage, praise God, be faithful to steward what you have. And like the sanctification comes in knowing that whatever your camp, your fall, whatever camp you fall in, um, he's still all that you need. Yeah, that's good.
0: That's good. So if you could give one piece of practical, one piece of practical advice that has aided you in your season of loneliness, what do you think? it would be? I have
1: no practical advice for loneliness. (laughs) I have, (laughs) I have none. (laughs) I, I've been a hermit and I've been like, um, I have zero practical advice for loneliness other than lean in and pursue Jesus. Um,
0: yeah, pursue Jesus. That's, that's pretty good. (laughs) Pursue Jesus in whatever
1: area of life you're going to be in. I know that Jesus was already lonely before you were,
0: um yeah he experienced like ultimate yeah. loneliness so that in your physical loneliness yeah. here on earth like he might draw near to you and you might be drawn near to him if not now in the kingdom yeah. to come um i think something that like really helped me especially in high school when i was really battling with depression and loneliness was i had to invite people in um it didn't cure the loneliness i was still lonely surrounded by people but inviting people in was the first step in, in me realizing that I'm not self-sufficient. Having people speak into my life, even if I was deaf to their wisdom was, was the first step of me admitting to myself and to the people around me that, yeah, I just, I can't accomplish this thing alone. Um, And so whoever that person is, Find them and so lean into it. Because. I actually,
1: I actually did think of this. So this is not for the the marriage side of this. This is more for the friend side of this. Um, okay. Two things. One, if like if you want, my my mom has been sounds weird to say. My mom has been like very influential <laughs> in this area of my life. Um, I mean, it's, it's not that's a bad a good thing. thing. And so, like, anytime yeah. I'm like, your mom, my mom would always say like, okay, nothing is ever going to change unless you make it change or want it to change so like if the circle of people that you're running in right now like hey i'm not meeting anybody i'm not i don't have these great friends change your circle of friends like you yeah. you, you don't like throwing things at a wall if it bounces off the wall 10 times the 11th time isn't going to do something different um and i think that's yeah. like that's one thing that i've i, I still have to learn um, but also like genuine prayer for like deep Christian friendships and like deep Christian relationships I'm not one of those person that prays for my spouse I don't know how to pray for my spouse I don't know her um, I'm not like I'm not like dear lord bless her day of course like, you don't know I have her my, I have my rolodex of just random names I'm like bless Emily today just scrolling yeah, through your contact like, list you my wife like I'm like I don't I don't pray for I don't know how to pray for my wife
0: you mean you didn't start a journal no. back in middle school where you wrote a no. message to them every look, day? Look, if,
1: if you do pray for your wow. wife, that's legitimately awesome. You're more spiritual than I am. I just don't know how to do that. Yeah. Sorry
0: for making fun of you. Send the yeah. email
1: to Victor. Um, but I think one <laughs> of the things that I had to do when it came to friendships, I had really good college friendships. When I moved down here, again, nobody tells you how to make friends as an adult. So, like, there was a friendship isolation yeah. that I felt. Like, dude, I had to legitimately pray. God help me to find non-weird Christian friends here. And like out of seminary seminary friends, out of work friends, like bring these into my life. And like, dude, he did. Like that's when you and I started becoming friends. That's when like other people in my life, like now there's a really good group of guys and girls that like I love are awesome and speak truth into my life. And that's a legitimate answer to prayer. And it forced me like changing my circle and prayer were legitimately two things that like I now see the fruit of a couple of years later. Um, But that's friendships. I have no advice for dating or marriage. That's
0: (laughs) bro. That's that's so good, though, because when I moved up to North Carolina, I was alone for two years. I knew no one. I worked at Starbucks. I lived alone in a dorm room at a school that i didn't want to live on like i i just went through the motions i didn't work at a church at the time and i mean i was just like not happy i was it was literally a year of just being separate from people and you're right literally taking the step to praying for friends and moving off the seminary and getting plugged into groups of people that i really wanted to get plugged into Totally reshape that because bro, our friend group yeah. is solid. The people that I run with at my campus, are solid. The people that you run with at yeah. your campus, solid. Right? Like, it has been insane to see how just taking simple steps of prayer and changing circles influenced us to a point where now we're surrounded by yeah. good, godly influences. I Th- couldn't be more. This podcast thankful for. is
1: a fruit of that. This podcast doesn't exist if those two things don't happen. Um. 100%. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, there you have it. 40 minutes of I'm not lonely, you're lonely. I hope you guys uh tasted a little bit of encouragement from that. Um if not, well, that's how loneliness wow. is. It's it, wow. it can feel that way sometimes. That, that's
1: how we're ending it. Okay.
0: <laughs> if if uh, you guys want to send us an email, sanctifiedish at gmail.com let us know your thoughts let us know how you're liking the podcast so far this is the last episode that we're recording for the chunk of episodes we're releasing so we would really appreciate you heading over to the apple store the apple podcast whatever they call it now and leaving a five-star review giving us some feedback all of those things help if you found any bit of encouragement from this we would really seriously appreciate it reach out to us we'd love to have a conversation with y'all so awesome well next episode we have a pretty we have a pretty fun one queued up um talking about losing jesus (laughs) in your theology so
1: i thought it was a metaverse one for a second
0: (laughs) well here's the thing here's what i'm realizing about season one it's (gasps) sad (laughs) This is. <laughs> Maybe we should put an episode in there Like yeah. how to celebrate fruits
1: In ministry or how to, This is the Marvin's know. Room of Christian Podcast Like
0: shoot bro we're just
1: really Bro if we get fired We're just, we're just, just sad <laughs> They're like
0: oh, you guys aren't That good of yeah. Christians actually
1: <laughs> It's okay
0: Awesome well we love you guys we appreciate you guys Until next time take Peace. care And God bless See ya